0: tonight, in all of our cities and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Tuesday,
1: everybody! Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. We are back. I have missed you all since last night. We had a huge show last night. Amazing guests, perfect dialogue, great rhythm, everything you could want in a show. Uh, just keeps getting better and better. A uh, lot, a lot uh, going on in the media today. Uh, as usual, though, like I do every episode, I want to thank all my co-hosts, my sponsors, my guests, and audience. You are all incredible. Uh, the show is listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, 24/7 20, breaking news coverage, visit my media site, the next nex gen gen usa dot com. Also, remember, um, I know it's. You know, been stalled uh, the last couple months, but in about a month or two I will be releasing that network I've been talking about. Uh, we're raising money for it. Uh, many notable names doing their own shows. Uh, a lot, a lot of exciting stuff uh, involved and, and planned uh, for that. And I will, I will make announcements, so don't worry, guys. Um, I'm just putting everything in order now, and we're doing a lot of different stuff, so stay tuned on that. Uh, I hope wherever you are uh, your night is going well. I hope it's going accordingly. I hope uh, everything is uh, a- adding up. I hope it's um, I hope it's good. I really do. Uh, it really is an honor uh, to be back uh, shining my light. Uh, I really love being able to uh, give all my insight, speak my voice on this platform and on my show. And like I said, many times, uh, the Rory Sodder Show has many future plans. Uh, we have a lot, uh, a lot uh, in store. So, uh, and uh, you know what? It's over 200 episodes. It's it's crazy how far we come, and I, I do I do look forward to the future. Um, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. We have U.S. congressional candidate from Ohio, Dwayne Hennan. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing great. How about yourself, Rory? Uh,
1: doing well, my friend. Great to have you here.
2: Thank you. I also would like to
1: welcome to the show, I believe he's with us, retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Valsi. Michael, how are you?
3: Fine, Roy. Thanks for having me tonight. Pleasure Lowe's. always. Uh, I look forward to tonight's show and some great topics.
1: Absolutely. Always a pleasure having you, my friend. I also would like to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, we have the deputy state director and co-chairman for the Trump Delaware campaign, and activist Hunter Dorsey. Hunter, how are you? Good. How are you doing, man? Doing well, man. Great to have you here. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, guys. Um, a lot, a lot to get into. Uh, you know, many things have happened since I've been off the air yesterday. Um, a lot of news stories out today, a lot of different headlines. I'm going to touch on just touch on a few of them, and then we're all going to discuss uh, the big stuff. But um, here we go. This, this is really disturbing, and I, w- I was reading this uh, today, and, and this is something I've talked about many times on my show, and it's it's it pretty much controls our entire society because if you think about it, we get all of our information pretty much on Facebook. I mean, you have everything you want there. You have news. You can buy stuff. Uh, it, It creates a whole society where you don't really have to go anywhere else. And Facebook has all this power. They have all this manipulation. And I've also talked about how things like Facebook, users on there, and this is from both sides, and this really needs to change. People will share articles when they don't even check the damn source. I'm so sick of these fake headlines going around and these people all start buying into it, and then, you know, it it just creates this this pattern of the wrong direction. Uh, You know, we have so many people that, like I said, I mean, they see something, and they automatically believe it. It's like, what happened to being attentive to knowing what's going on, especially with the fake news epidemic going on? Like, we have to be aware. We have to we have to be careful. We can't just go here, go around, uh, you know, sharing all kinds of nonsense. It makes us look so bad as a party. And it goes on on both sides. You know, it, a lot of the Democrats do it, but sadly I've seen a lot of people on Facebook in our own party doing this crap. And, you know, it, it's, it's dangerous. It really is. And going back to what I was saying, though, how Facebook controls, you know, they do, the entire market for all these different things, all these things. and you know, they, they have all these influence in, in elections with our news, with our, with you know, with the censorship, controlling people's livelihood. That, you know, people get paid on Facebook and do a lot of work on Facebook. Then they get banned, and then it ruins. I mean, they have all this power, Facebook. And it was just announced that they've disrupted more than 50 election interference campaigns. They've interfered. They've interfered. Sorry, I read that wrong. They've interfered in more than 50 election uh, with election interference in in various campaigns, this is what they turned into—a government. I mean, they're a government entity. You look at what they do; they take your information, they steal it, they use it for their own advantage and for their purposes, and they get, they they capitalize on it. They're selling them. They're selling our information to all these foreign uh, entities, all these very very corrupt and, and dirty establishments you know, overseas, all kinds of places. This is a global brand. This is not an American brand. They don't care. You know, they are they are third world ideology, Facebook. They don't care about America. They would prefer communism. They are globalists. Uh, they are what we're not supposed to be. And you know what? I've said this many times. It's a guilty, it, it's a necessary, it's a, It's an evil necessity is what I call it. It's an evil necessity. Like, you need it. Like, you need it because you need to communicate with your people. People use it for work. Uh, It's basically like a – it's it's part of, you know, humanity at this point. Who doesn't have a Facebook? Who doesn't? I don't know anybody that doesn't have a Facebook. I think I read the last time there's – I mean, I don't know how many billions, but lots, like over the top. With user wise, of how many people are on there? But yeah, I mean, think about that. They're interfering in all this stuff: our finances, uh, selling our information, our elections, our American traditions, trying to erase our signature values. This is what big tech is doing. They're trying to censor us at all costs because they don't agree and they don't want the truth out there. They want to spew their conspiracy theories and their lies, and they want to make and they'll make excuses any time. Uh, they censor anybody or, or they do something This is, or they make a move. They, if they make a move on somebody uh, or kick them off, you know, they always make some sort of justification. Like there's never a reasonable explanation. And the fact that they have this much control uh, is nothing to take lightly. I think everybody should be very worried and concerned, especially how evolved technology has become and how bigger it gets. It doesn't end. It just keeps getting more and more uh, fancy and more and more, Uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More and more complex. It it really does. Um, Moving on. uh, Last night, unfortunately, uh, Justin Trudeau got reelected. Very, very sad for Canada. Uh, You know, I was hoping that, you know, because of the blackface incident, because of all the different scandals Trudeau and his administration have been involved with, that there would be a change. And here's a sign, if if this is any indication at all, that Canadians are fed up. uh, Trudeau did not win the popular vote. The conservative in Canada won the popular vote. Just just an FYI to everybody. So I think that's really um, a positive sign. Obviously, we know what Trudeau won, uh, you know, just like, you know, just like he, just like the, uh, just like Trump won. Trump didn't win the popular vote. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know how much I believe of that, actually. You know, with Hillary getting all these votes and all the voter fraud, I really do think Trump won the popular vote, and I think the mainstream media made it look, made it look like he didn't. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know how much of that I buy. I mean, I read stats on – you know, but a lot of this is fake news. You know, a lot of these people don't take into consideration all these different variables. The mainstream media lies. There's voter fraud. Uh, Democrats are known to have voter fraud constantly, so I I don't think Hillary did. I really don't. Uh, but getting back to it, um, Canada, you know, is it's uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting up there right now in their political system. Uh, they've got a lot uh, a lot of problems, and uh, I I'm a little surprised that uh, Trudeau got reelected. I really am. Um, and, you know, Barack Obama endorsed it. Obama sold out. You know, for a guy like Obama, to always talk about racism and I always talk about how people are oppressed and, you know, attack cops and say how these shooters and, and these, uh, these black men who have been armed and have been proven to be armed. I mean, there's, there's been bad cops, obviously. But the situations where Obama took the side of these men rather than the cops, the cops were in the right. And Obama totally went against that. And Obama wants to claim racism every second of the way, but he'll endorse a guy that wore a blackface. I'm confused. You know, I, I think it's hypocritical. Um, but obviously I know why he did. Uh, the globalist agenda uh, going on with, you know, Obama, Trudeau, they're all part of that. They're all part of that little clique, and they, they want to keep their uh, thing moving forward, their agenda and, and all, their, um, all their, their legislation, what they want to put forth. They're all in bed together. These people that want to control the world—they are, they really are—and it's dirty. It really is dirty. Um, okay, uh, this is this is really this is really disturbing. Um, but left wing, uh, there's a left wing website now, and I knew this was going to happen. They always do. They always come out hostile, angry, out of line, uh, insane. With, with their with their boycotts and what they try to get rid of in piano culture, but now their new obsession. It's always a new obsession. They're onto something new every single day. Like I see it, it's a pattern. Like they they never stick with one thing. It's always something different to be offended by. But anyway, now since President Trump brought Louis Vuitton here to America for the first time, and now they're building a thousand jobs in factories. They have 1,000 jobs being given out in Texas for Louis Vuitton. First time they're ever making product here. It goes along with what Trump promised us with Making USA. He's bringing one of the most luxurious, richest brands ever uh, to America. And this is huge. This is something that is unbelievably uh, amazing. I mean, you can't even put this into words, how this benefits our economy, how it keeps growth going. And can you imagine? I mean, I, I like seeing Louis Vuitton and their are saying made in USA. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, man. But anyway, going back to this leftist crap, they're boycotting. Because Trump, what do I say all the time on the show? Because Trump does something successful and positive, they can't accept it, and they got to find whatever spin and whatever false narrative to make him look like he's the enemy and to make it look like they're the victim and to, and to try to cancel culture. These people never stop. They... They will go against him whatever he does. They will never give him a victory. They will never give him, give him a win. They will never give him credit where it's due, and it's really sad. And this crap keeps happening. We see these boycotts of Chick-fil-A. We're seeing it with all these various things. It goes into what I've talked about so many times with cancel culture. Like when does it end? When does it end? Just because somebody doesn't agree with you, you're going to try to destroy their life. You're going to try to bring them down. And you guys are disgusting. And you guys say we're the fascists. No, you guys are the fascists. Um, uh, here, here's something really interesting, and this is for all the global warming nut jobs out there, all the people that want to create this unnecessary drama and hysteria. Uh, it was just released by NASA that the hole in the ozone is the smallest since, 19, since its discovery in 1982. Think about that. So all you people that want to say the world's coming to an end, the earth is over, we're going to die, we're going to die, and climate change is going to kill us all, just stop. Stop with the bullshit. Seriously. I mean, it's just nonsense. Uh, You know, it's looking the the best it's ever been with research, with NASA, with actual science, not these fake professors and scientists that get paid by these democratic establishments these are This is real science. this is a real thing, so I you know I don't want to hear all these lies and these fabrications on c n n and from these soy boy liberals that you say the first most important thing on earth is climate change, otherwise we're all doomed. no, 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 you've been calling doomsday for two hundred years and and you guys keep falling short and lying and being proved to be wrong. uh you guys are. Haven't got one prediction right. Any of you so-called scientists? Actually, they're left-wing cults. But whatever. Um, all right, this is you know this is something that I I didn't really um, get to yesterday. I talked about it on my show on the weekend briefly. But Elijah Cummings, his widow is now running for his seat uh, in Maryland, and she's one of the most corrupt people on earth. Uh, she's involved with so many different uh, establishments and 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 you know different uh, entities in, in Baltimore and in Maryland and she's been known to take money. There's been money gone missing, much money, lots. And uh, this is this woman does not have a good track record. This woman uh, is a known crook, just like Elijah. And um, you know it's it, it's something that uh, I think needs needs to have some sort of stance taken. I mean I'm surprised that there's no legislation put forth where, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, You know, I don't know really right now how I would say exactly what kind of legislation, but it just seems odd and weird how you can have one corrupt person, family member, and then the wife, who might be even more corrupt, can run for that seat, and she gets all these investigations cleared, never gets accountability taken, uh, never has to deal with the consequences. Uh, There's been a lot of different uh, allegations and different under undercover people that have discovered stuff that she's been uh, behind closed doors with. This is not somebody uh, that uh, we can, uh, you know, leave unattended. We have to make sure that this woman is not crazy and she's not doing uh, crazy stuff to keep destroying our Constitution and and our, you know, our, our, just what, what our country was founded upon. I mean, we don't want Elijah Cummings to keep uh, d- dominating and, and ter- terrorizing through Washington. This needs to stop. It really does. Um, let's see here. This, this is really big, and, and everybody I know wants to talk about this. Uh, the Florida Senate, the Senate in Florida, is trying to reinstate Scott Israel, the scumbag who let his officers stand down with this whole Parkland uh, massacre, and, and he he, let, he ordered them to stay outside, let those poor kids die, and not, nothing, nothing uh, happened. Nothing happened. I mean, he, he, he lost his job, but there should have been prosecution. This guy should have had more than just losing his job. I mean, this guy uh, did not put his, his um, country first. He did not put what, what he was obligated uh, to do uh, first. And it's a, it's a mess. I mean, anybody, any police officer uh, will tell you that this guy was in the wrong, completely. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no excuses. There's no justification. This guy uh, could have prevented this entire thing. Uh, but I, I believe, you know, I'm not, i, I try trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but I think there's a lot of unanswered facts with Parkland. And I've said that since day one, since it happened uh, years ago, a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, I, I would not be surprised, and I'm not going to say for sure, but this whole, the whole gun control narrative uh, was such a big topic, and it still is, but two years ago it was one of the hottest things, that's all they could talk about, and then this, this sort of stuff happened. Same, same with Las Vegas shooting, all these unanswered questions, all these things we don't know, all these things that we were, were, were kept in the dark with. And it drives us nuts because every. There's all these things that happen in the media and they're always on to some new narrative because they because so much stuff always happens in the media every day so they it, a lot of it is they, they, they don't have time to keep up with this and, and they get distracted and then eventually these stories go away sadly but this whole parking thing so many things don't add up uh, you have this kid Nicholas Cruz who had so many red flags there were so many warnings so many things that were he was doing that were going into gray areas, and the cops were called to his house many times, even to school, and they did nothing. They did nothing. To, they did nothing. They could have checked him in, uh, but they didn't. They didn't. They, you know, and they knew his state of mind. They really did. It's disgusting. It really is. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, and we're going to get get to all this uh, with our with our panel, and then we're going to uh, introduce our guests. Big show tonight. A lot of people coming out. Uh, But this this last thing, the Trump campaign is now officially uh, going to sue CNN after Project Veritas exposed the videos that they maliciously, purposely uh, had a narrative, and and like we didn't know. Obviously, we knew, but they had a biased narrative to destroy the president at every single turn. And every time they got positive news, they would make it look as bad as possible. It would make it look as bad as possible, and this is something we already know. I've been talking about this for a long time, but it's been exposed. It's been revealed. It's been shown on video. So the proof is out. I mean, there it is. They're admitting uh, Jeff Zucker, their owner, the guy that runs it, or, or the president. He's the president. But the guy that runs it uh, has, has been you know, caught telling journalists, telling hosts to purposely report bad on Trump. Don't say good stuff about it. Twist it as much as possible. Malicious. They're, they got they got such a vengeance. They are so uh, jealous and 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 hateful of this president. It's sad. It really is. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Doctor Hennen. I'll go to you first. Go ahead, my friend.
2: Well, you just said a whole bunch about a whole lot of things. Um, i'll just say this one word up in my mind just coming up came across with everything you talked about that the left is doing whether it's facebook you know whether it's the media whether you, know, you just go on down the list it's one word and it's called corruption um they've tried to smear trump they've tried to just abuse every one of us by silencing us you know i'm facing that with twitter right now where um, i've been shadow banned since like about early part of june um you know so i you know It's just something we've got to push back, and we've got to fight back hard against, and we can't allow them to just control the narrative. We've actually got to stand up, and we've got to fight for our narrative and actually fight for what we actually believe in, and that's fight for the Constitution, um, fight for our rights in this country, Um, stand up and be American, stand up and be proud. Don't be ashamed of who we are, and just keep pushing this ball down the field because we're going to get a touchdown doing this thing.
1: Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Always well said. Uh, did you have any other
2: thoughts? Um, you know, I I just have a whole bunch of thoughts. Um, yeah, go, go ahead. You please, know,
1: please. Any, any thoughts you have, I mean, go ahead. Absolutely.
2: I, I mean, I think you know, there's a lot that's going wrong in our country. And, you know, it's like, you know, as, as a former pastor, I just say this. You know, we have got to stand up. We've got to get a hold of our values once again in this country. we've got to, uh, you know, I have this hat, and I think I've told you before, I wear it around real proud. It kind of looks like the Make America Great again hats that Donald Trump has, but it says Make America Godly again. Because I think that's where it's at. We need to get morality back in our lives. You want to see school shootings stop? You know, start teaching kids that they actually have value because they're created in the image of God. Stop teaching them all this nonsense. Stop changing the historical facts of our country. And let's get back to the basics again. Let's get back to teaching people that, that they have value. Because you know, having no human value makes everything, you know, not important anymore. And we quit fighting for the things that are really right. And you know, I think, you know, that's that's the main thing that I am doing here I'm running for Congress is we have got to get value put back in our country. And we've got to get this straightened around. We don't have that much time to do that. Not because of global warming, because uh, you know, global warming, that's a hoax. Um, Out of every 33 carbon molecules, 32 are necessary for human life to even exist. The one is – one molecule out of every 33 is made by humans. It's not making that big
0: of an impact.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Some other thoughts? Well, (laughs) you're trying to pick my brain tonight, aren't
2: you? You you know, I I just – you know, it's been a tough week for me, so I – kind of shared with you last week, and my father has been going through like some problems. He ended up having a, a triple bypass last um, Friday, um, had some other issues going on right now, but doing well, You know, stable and everything. Um, and and you know, it's just you – know one thing, it's just, it's just energized me because I know – you know what? Life is too short to just not stand up and be bold. We have actually got to fight with everything in us as Republicans this time coming into you know, 2019 elections right around the corner. Get out there and vote for every Republican you can. Um, the, the more people from the Democrat side that get in, because uh, you know the more Democrats I talk to, even the ones that I thought were moderate really aren 't too moderate anymore um, i don 't think there 's much of a moderate Democrat left. Most of them have already come over to the Republican side. Uh, but we've got to stand up and we've, we've got to fight. Coming into 2020, everyone better put on their game face, and we better get out there on the field. Every one of us, whether we're running or not, get out there and do everything you can for this country that we say we love because, you know, that's what it's all about. It's for the love of America. It's for the love of our kids, our grandkids. Let's get this, and let's make sure we're preserving this nation for the next generations.
1: Absolutely. Very well said. Thank you. Thank uh,
3: Let's go to Police Chief Michael Halsey.: Now, Rory, thanks. Uh, you, uh, you sure covered a lot of topics there. I will hit on one thing as far as Facebook is concerned, you know, just to remind the viewers, you know, that's the CIA lifelong program. This, uh, this, this operation, Facebook, has never really been run by Zuckerberg. This has been run by the deep state all along. It's just another way they control, we know they control the media. You know, the media is, is a deep state operative itself. But yep. when you start to think about the kinds of things Facebook can control as far as advertisement and what viewers yep. see and what, you know, I mean, they can control a lot of things. And that's another asset of the deep state. I don't think there's any question about that. And I, and I think it's going to get addressed. I think it's going to be... Uh, resolved down the road whether it's going to be done before 2020 or not i don't know but definitely after 2020 i think it's going to be addressed as far as this impeachment thing goes if you just watch closely every single thing they accuse trump of is something they have been or are going to be probably charged with it's things they were all guilty of there's no doubt about it uh And they they realize now that Barr and Durham are closing in. You know, they they realize their time is short. They have to pull out all the stops. Some of this stuff they're accusing Trump of is just utterly ridiculous. It's mostly been refuted. Almost all of it's been refuted. I can't think of anything that hasn't. Uh, And then the fact that you have completely sealed off the Republican opposition to all the proceedings that are going on, the public sees through that. You know, I I have full confidence. The public may not be as bright as we'd like them to be as a, as a whole, but I think they're actually very, very smart. Uh, and I, you can tell by Trump's support. You know, he couldn't pack an arena any more than what he did in Dallas. Uh, just amazing the amount of people that, that flocked to this man. And, again, why is that? Look at his record. Under all the adversity that he's been under, look at all of his accomplishments. It's remarkable, yeah. you know. And they can't run against that. They they pretty much conceded that the unless they try unless they impeach Trump, he's going to win again. They know that
0: already. And his popularity grows daily.
3: Not to mention, you know, financial coffers. You know, he has far more money than all of the democrats put together and if you remember the democratic machine was financially strapped after the last election they don't have enough donors anymore to recover from that i don't think so with that um you know i guess that's about all i have i just uh I would just like to see the Republicans step up a little bit. I have a feeling there's a reason they're not. I think it's a good reason, though. I don't think it's a bad one. I think it's all time with what uh, Barr and Durham are doing. And I think all of this will kind of come out all at the same time. So I think that's where we're at on
1: this. Right. And, and, uh, you know, how do you – I know you've been paying close attention to the whole Project Veritas thing. How do you feel about the Trump campaign? going to sue CNN over
3: that? Oh, I, I I think, you know, I posted that on Twitter. I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea. You know, I, he's got uh, he's got a lot of the evidence he needs right there from uh, Project Veritas. Uh, and I don't really think they've released half of the information on CNN that they have yet. So, uh, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I'm glad to see it.
1: Yeah, and and let me ask you this. You know, I I just mentioned Scott Israel, uh, the former sheriff uh, who oversaw the whole Parkland massacre thing. You know, you're a former police chief. Uh, You know, explain how ridiculous and, I mean, he's lucky that the only thing he lost was his job. I mean, that guy should be in prison. And they want to get him back in office. They want to get him to be sheriff again. Some of these Democrats in Florida and the Senate, it's disgusting.
3: Well, I, you know, it's pretty obvious he's a deep state asset. There's no doubt oh,
4: about yeah. it. Oh,
3: and yeah. Oh yeah. Of this, when, when some of this uh, stuff and some of the details, which they will, I believe, come out later on, on on that school shooting there, we're going to see how culpable this man was. This man shouldn't have just been removed from office. He should be incarcerated. He should be jailed. Okay, and that's my thoughts on that. He's the furthest thing from a professional law enforcement officer that I can think of. I'm glad Dana it's Lotion's insane. staying on that. Uh, she's staying on that pretty close.
1: And what do you, I mean, just all your years in law enforcement, is that one of the craziest situations you've ever heard of where he tells his deputies to stay outside when there's a shooter in a school?
3: Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, uh, that's, it's totally against everything that you're supposed to stand for and your local office. Uh, and like I said, that in and of itself, I know in the state of Indiana he could be charged for neglect of duty, not to mention some of these citizens should file some lawsuits against him. That's an easy win in, in civilian court, neglect of duty. He failed to protect. It meets all the criteria. But criminally, I think he could be charged just with that, not unbeknownst to his involvement and what might have happened there.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, absolutely right. Well said, very well said. Um, let me go to let's go let's go to Hunter, and then uh, I will go to Richard, and then we will be introducing shortly our our guest, U.S. congressional candidate from California, Deanna Lorraine. So I'm very excited to have her on. Uh, but Hunter, go ahead. You you work for Trump's campaign in, in Delaware, and you've been very involved with politics. I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on everything I just said. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure you <laughs> took notes.
5: <laughs> yes, I did. I actually, I'm holding my hand a bunch of notes in my hand. So uh, let me just start uh, first with the, what the past said. Uh, is it's very true? It, you know, if we want to stop uh, school shooting. Uh, and, and it's first you have to regain our values. Uh, our country is built so Christianity. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, and even I was afraid to kill a bug because I was like what the hell. I mean, and obviously, when a just uh, gentleman went into school in China, the school and shot these people, he didn't have that in his mind. that's because uh, one, I think uh, uh, her You're cutting sister, out a
1: little bit.
5: Um,
1: I yeah. Uh, can you hear me now? a little bit better, a little bit better, still a little fuzzy. A little bit
6: better, I mean,
1: yeah.
6: Uh, can you hear me?
1: Hunter, just call. Do you want to just call back in in one second?
5: Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I can do that right uh, now.
5: Yes, I can do that.
1: Actually, it's better. I can hear you better now. I can hear you better. Okay,
5: Okay, cool, cool. So yeah, so as I was saying, I was going down into I was going into a valley. I'm sorry about that. Delaware has lots of valleys and dead zones. Um, but you know, the most interesting part about is I think as a country we're walking away from Christianity, our values aren't the same. And, I, and I've seen it in our in our own state. And I think if we continue, if we continue to go down that path, you're going to see more um, you know, school shootings and more crimes. are going to go up, obviously, because. Anyway, you know, even uh, even counties and, and states are not even holding criminals uh, accountable for their actions. Uh, you know, they run right to the, you know, oh, I'm mentally ill, you know. And, and there is a case for mentally ill people. But, again, I think a lot of it has to do with their values. But
1: let me just start off
5: with uh, Justin Trudeo. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I'm personally not shocked that he won. Um, I think. Obama endorsing him probably helped him in Canada, uh, and and you know he did win, he lost the popular vote, and obviously the Trump campaign stance uh, is that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, uh, uh, but she lost the election. Uh, but again, it just it shows you know in a data view of things, it shows that a lot of people are getting fed up, and more conservatives are going out and voting, uh, maybe not in the right areas. Can- during the Canadian election, but a lot of more conservatives are coming out in their areas, the pockets of areas that are that haven't voted before, which is a good sign for the next general election in Canada. Um, I also want to tell you that uh, James O'Keefe was actually in Delaware uh, the past few days uh, presenting his Project Veritas, um, uh, you know, the CNN exposed CNN project that he's done. I was not there. However, he was in Delaware, and I know a lot of people that were there. And what, a, and I can tell you, they have a lot more uh, information on CNN. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, and, and as the uh, our our good uh, chief, uh, former chief of police has told us to go, I, I think that the Trump campaign has a lot of evidence. Uh, I think there's more evidence mounting. And I mean, obviously, if you look at the past. Three and a half years. I mean, there's what more evidence you do you really need? Uh, so I think that will be an easy winning. For like I said, you know, because of my connections to the Trump campaign, gonna, you know, it's all going to be in litigation, and I just don't want to say anything stupid. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything other than that. Uh, but uh, but again, uh, I think that's, I, knowing the, the great people in, in the Trump Pence campaign and. And how smart uh, the people that are around the president when it comes to legal uh, litigation. I, I think there's a, I think there's strong evidence, and I'm, uh, and I'm sure everyone is uh, hopeful for a good outcome. Um, I just wanted to mention something to you. So I saw some internal data today, um, and there is a huge movement in um, Wisconsin, Minnesota. I've got Illinois, Pennsylvania, and, Mish- and Michigan. Uh, meaning that uh, right now he is gaining. So if you ever look at, if you look, if you were to look on TV and you would see the Trump's approval ratings and everything, he's got some of the highest approval ratings in these states, and they're shifting over to his approval. So what I'm saying, I mean, right now if I if, if I'm looking at the internals of the way that they're telling me is Minnesota is going to go red. It's going to be tight, but Minnesota is going to go red. I think Wisconsin's in the bank. And I think, I think there is a – it just goes back to show that this whole impeachment thing is complete bullshit. It's been bullshit from the days – let me tell you, before he was even elected, this the the, the campaign staff for the Clinton campaign, who were my friends that I grew up with because I was from Delaware, and, and a lot of them were Biden staffers for the vice president, all we're saying is that the Democrats were planning on impeaching him before he was even president. So this whole thing is blowing up uh, in their face. It's showing now, and now I've seen it in the data. The data is showing I've seen a heat map. I see, saw two heat maps today, one of where the approval ratings are and, and people are approving what the president's doing, and the other one where the impeachment uh, is. You know, the only, the only areas where people support impeachment is Chicago, New York, and L.A. That's it. That's it. And they're all ran by the liberals, and and that's, and again, you're going to see that movement going towards that. And like I said, I think Nick, even though I'm not very happy with Nick um, Mulvaney on what he's, I, I I think when you're in that type of position, you need a fighter. And I told and I told the president personally uh, two years ago. I told the president, I said it straight to his face. I said, Mr. President, you have to be, a, you have to have fighters on your team. You have to have a fighter because you're not. You're going to go into this, and they're going to attack you, and they're not going to play nice. And, you know, I, I'm sure everybody knows that, listen, there's no problem with Donald Trump being a fighter. We know how he is. We, we've seen him on TV. The problem is the people around him, need these fighters, I, and, and I've urged um, people that are on the campaign, at the White House, that they got to get rid of these RNC political hacks. And I'm going to tell you this, and people are going to test off of me saying this, but what they did – is the RNC got young congressional staffers, okay, interns that are now have jobs in the White House. And they, in my opinion, I believe they are part of the leaks that are coming out of the White House because they idolize people like John McCain, uh, Governor Mitt Romney, or Senator Mitt Romney, and other people. And I believe if they're in the White House, that's where the leaks are coming from. So I've told the president, I've told people around him, that they... Need to go, and he's got to have people that's fully him and fight for him. And the last thing I'll add, and I'll, I'll get real quick, is the Facebook yeah. uh, lies. Crazy! La- I was sitting with uh, someone last night, and I said, "Oh my god, uh, Clint Eastwood died." And looking at it, it's like this can't be right. And it was a fake. It was a fake news article that uh, that a Trump supporter put there. All this fake stuff going
1: around. People don't even check It's words. crazy.
5: People, people are delusional. Yes, and I, it's not just the Democrats. It's all. It's mostly. I and honestly, someone shared a article made it seem like it was yesterday that Shaquille O'Neal said that he supports President Trump, and, and I looked at it. It was two days after the twenty sixteen election. So I honestly, we all need, and, and I think you could do a good service
1: like you're doing well, already.
5: as Republicans. Well, well, Republican well, well Hunter, sharing did say, fake news.
1: Shaquille, to be fair, just to Shaquille O'Neal did yes. say that Trump was a friend of his. I've never heard yeah. him disrespect Trump I've never heard him say he voted for Trump no, I've heard no, him,
5: but the article was from 2016
1: yeah. and they were
5: saying that the article came out yeah. like
1: today and that, that's the problem right. Yeah, that's, I another
5: thing
1: I, I, that's another thing I've mentioned on the show people don't check the dates when they're sharing articles I'm like check the damn date Jesus Christ and that happens way too much
5: Yeah, oh, I agree and I, and it's it's a problem, and and honestly, the um, and listen, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, and and I, I have my own opinions on things, but I would have to agree that the CIA, um, mm. you know, as soon as Zuckerberg came up with that idea, don't think for a second that the CIA went to knocking on his door as soon as he made that Facebook, because they probably saw a way. The things, then you understand and look at the, the agency now. The CIA is not on the president's side. It's not on the White House side. It, it's this is going to be a problem uh, going forward. But again, you know, uh, it, it's interesting because you know the, the Biden campaign complained about the Facebook about the the fake spreading with fake news, and they don't want any of that. So I, honestly, I, I, if I were to guess, I, I'm sure the CIA would love to have somebody like Elizabeth Warren in the White House where she has a. Steve's the agency and they can do whatever the hell they want, so, uh, you yeah. know, it's going to be interesting, to, um, but thank you for having me on, I'll I'm, I'm, I'm enjoy listening to the candidates, uh, and, and I'm really excited for 2020, as you can tell, I took notes, I was ready
1: to go, so. <laughs> excellent, excellent, well, well, always well said, always on point, very, very, um, very great, and I really, I always love your insight, so thank you. Um oh, you're welcome. Everybody? Yeah, absolutely Um, Everybody, we are going to be right back Stay with us We're coming right back with U.S. US Congressional Candidate from California Deanna Lorraine Who is facing Nancy Pelosi in California Stay with
7: us We'll be right back
2: TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees That you know and love Like chicken, shrimp, and cheese Just got even hotter With a new delicious taste Like whiskey flat iron steak And the tastiest sizzling street foods. Hurry in now starting at only ten dollars, we bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at ten dollars. TGI friday the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, nine p.m. to close.
7: Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea.
6: I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me.
7: Talk to your doctor
0: about Chantix.
1: And we are back. The Rory Soder Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 different countries, on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you missed any past clips, past episodes, or any 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, dmex, N-E-X, gen, G-E-N, USA.com. Also remember, I will be releasing the new 24-7 huge network that I've been talking about in about a month or two. Many notable names doing their own shows, raising a lot of money for it. Stay around for announcements and stay tuned. A lot of exciting stuff, so uh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. Um, I'm really excited to have her on. Uh, We have U.S. congressional candidate from California, uh, Deanna Lorraine. Deanna, welcome to the show.
8: Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be on.
1: Absolutely. Well, it really is a pleasure having you here, your first time on the show, and uh, like I do with all my guests when they first come on, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a bio how it all started for you, how you ended up to where you are now. It's very impressive.
8: Well, thank you so much. I actually, I, uh, I'm i an Italian and Spanish Catholic Republican, born and raised in California my whole life. I uh, i have a coaching, uh, personal development coaching and actually matchmaking business that I started about 10 years ago. And I started as a uh a relationship and personal development coach working with men and women and families and couples. And then a few years ago, you know, I just started seeing patterns with uh, the individuals I was working with. And I started getting really frustrated, first of all, with the direction of our country uh, due to Obama and his leadership or lack thereof. And I also see parallels in my clients and in my work. I started seeing these patterns and I was really, uh, you know, realizing that The reasons why our country was falling and destroying itself were the same reasons why our relationships, our culture, and the family unit were crumbling. And I connected the dots to liberal ideologies and policies that were really destroying our country, our culture, and our relationships. So I went from there to uh, started becoming more of an outspoken YouTuber and and, uh, outspoken conservative on social media. Then I published my book last year called Making Love Great Again, and Making Love Great Again is exactly that. It's about connecting the dots, my journey to understanding that, uh, the lies and the destruction of liberalism and feminism, how it's decaying our culture and our country, and how to not only make our country great again, but also make relationships, our cultural and the family unit great again. So I went from there to uh, you know, being a news commentator the last couple of years. And then I decided this year, you know what, I'm going to run for Congress. And I'm going to take these issues that I have right to Nancy Pelosi's front door. Because San Francisco is ground zero for cultural rot in America. Nancy Pelosi, she is the embodiment of that cultural rot. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm taking the fight for our nation's soul and for our nation's families directly to the front lines. I can think of no other way to do it but to get into Congress, make sure that Trump has a uh, a champion in Congress and conservatism has a champion for conservative values in Congress. And here I am today speaking to you about it.
1: I love it. I love it. I love your bio. It's it's amazing. You You've done quite a lot. Uh you know it's it's quite the resume. So so tell us so, so tell us about this book. Tell us about
8: this. Sure, the book is about my experiences coaching men and women and couples and as yeah. well as my life the struggles that I've been. I'm a millennial but sort of the top of the millennial generation where right. I old enough, young enough to see the changes that have occurred in our culture, but old enough to know what it used to be like, you know, at least a little bit of a glimpse of that before things got really crazy. And, uh, you know, I just started realizing that our culture is just not working anymore. People are not connecting anymore. People are not uh, getting into marriages anymore. Um, Our marriage rate has declined. The birth rate is at an all-time historic low. And for the first time in history – just the very concept of male and female, and the concept of God, the concept of gender and marriage; those are all under attack. The family unit has been under attack. Christianity has been under attack, and a very successful one at that, by the left. So this is what my book is about. Uh, you know, it's—I'm pretty sure that you know, but it has been you know, really the left has been responsible for creating our broken culture and our fatherless homes. Their broken and fatherless homes have been directly created by the left. They've been using government to replace the family unit, removing God and morals from our culture and pushing this radical feminism at the same time demonizing men. So it's no wonder where we've ended up right now. It's no wonder our, our culture and our country is in decay. And it's time that we... Stand up and do something about it before it's gone. That's what my book is about, uh, and that's what really my message is about.
1: I, lo- I love it. You sound like me. I mean, I- I've gone on so many rants on this show how our traditional values and, and our, and our you know, are just everything that America was founded upon uh, right. is, is trying, to be ar- trying to be erased. I mean, all this cancel culture, you have these people yes. that don't agree with you so they want to shut you down and ruin your life. I mean, these, these, these people are monsters on the left, and you have this war on, on all these different things. You're right, Christianity, and then you have uh, people that want to go in and change the Bible. They want to change all these mm-hmm. different beliefs of, of, of how, you know, it's ridiculous. It really is. And right. these same people that are trying to change us are those people that are, are you know, they, they – uh, live a certain way and, and they don't they don't want to respect us but they accept they expect us to respect them i mean it's such a double yeah. standard it's so much hypocrisy it's ridiculous they demand, it's honestly they crazy. demand. and i've also talked about right. feminism so many times how these women are so insecure and they're so hostile and they're so angry and they can't accept uh the old school values of how a man and a woman are supposed to interact. You know, these women try to be superior to men that they, they can't, you know, they, they, they want to dominate. They, they want to put a man down, treat him however they want. And they don't care that they, they expect the man to treat them with respect regardless, even if they treat the guy like total hell. And they have all these demands. They claim they're oppressed, which is a lie of uh, me one right. right that they don't have. It's America. I mean, go to another country and whine about not having rights. I mean, seriously, these people are animals, and they're unhygienic. They're gross women. They have the worst attitude on earth. Uh, I, I don't like the whole alpha alpha uh, style th- they carry. Uh, and you know what? It, it, this whole equality thing, it, its it's just another way for women to – try to, and like I said many times, they're trying to overtake men. It's not about being equal. It's not about being civil. It's not about uh, treating everybody fair. It's about dominance. That's clearly what it's about. I mean, I'm all for women's rights. I think it's great. You know, old, you know, certain parts of feminism, how it was originally a found, founded upon, like years ago, some people that are like old school feminists, that's much different than these new age radical feminists. And it's, it's Feminism ties into all these crazy people, like Antiques, Black Lives Matter. All these social groups are an epidemic and cesspool on our society. These people are a mess, and they're only adding on to the crazy and dirtiest in our culture, and they're taking us back so far. Like, it doesn't end. Like, these people are as far left and as radical, third world, communism tactics, ideology that we can think of. I mean, these people don't even belong in America, and they're not even proud of our country. And I love that you wrote a book about it.
8: Thank you. Well if you you know my book it really goes deep down the rabbit hole with all of this so I do recommend you get it you can get it on Amazon but you know it's really a giant red pill for people that really aren't aren't really aware of this especially but it goes deep into marxism and marxism is really the umbrella for which all of these other groups fall into feminism right. black lives matter socialism yep. Uh, the, the, the push for transgenderism, all of this really ties into, they're all under the umbrella of Marxism. And Marxism, it, you know, part of the agenda is to break up the family unit, and it is to break up relationships between men and women and, and usher in this new genderless, joyless culture, this socialist culture, because when we have that, then we rely on the government to fulfill our needs. When we don't have our families, we rely on the government to step in. And that's really what the end game is for that. And they've been very successful at executing this. Strong relationships, and our founding fathers knew this, strong relationships and strong families create a strong America. Weak relationships between men and women and weak families create a very weak America. And we can see this right now play out. Our country is in a crisis of broken families, fatherless homes, and broken relationships, and it's no wonder that we have this, uh, this breakdown of uh, our, of our uh, you know, youth right now. The, the children right now, too, they're, yeah. very, uh, they're growing up very confused, very lost. So it's, they're very vulnerable to uh, sucking – getting sucked into that progressive Marxist narrative, and it's really sad, and we've got to fight it. We are in a war right now. It's spiritual. Yeah. It's a physical war, and we've got to stand up and fight it. That's why I'm running for Congress. Well, I love it, and you know, I love how you bring
1: up the fact of Marxism and, and communism and, and all these different you know, people in our society, and, and I've talked about how entitlement. I believe, is one of the biggest problems that we deal yes. with. Everybody thinks they should be handed something. Nobody wants to work for it. Nobody wants to achieve the American dream. Everybody's bitching and whining, excuse my French, about what they don't have. They're jealous of other people. They think capitalism is the enemy, which is, it's how, that's how America was founded upon. Capitalism is the greatest gift we've ever gotten. I mean, that that is what makes our country go. And you have all these anti-American people and these, these professors at these colleges, eighty like eighty to eighty five percent of professors around America are socialists. And you know, 100%. it's disgusting because these kids are being indoctrinated with this crap and with these lies and they're being fed this and they're being brainwashed. And this is what these parents are paying this tuition for, for this garbage. I mean and these socialists want to say, Oh, all this free, free, free. Then why don't you guys work for free? I mean, I'm so tired of the hypocrites. I'm so tired of the lies. I know. I'm so tired of these people that don't practice what they preach. And I'm so tired of the indoctrination. I and mean, the all these social stuff. I mean, drag queen story hour, uh, telling kids at seven years old they can have gender reassignment surgery.
8: I mean, what the hell is wrong with people? Right. It's, it's all for the purpose of creating disorder, creating lawlessness, creating confusion, and brokenness in our culture. That's really what the plan is. And look, they've been very successful at it. It's really crazy to me when you can't even have a rational discussion with someone anymore. Uh, you know, I, I say something so crazy as there are only two genders, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm accused of having hate speech. You know, that I'm a hateful bigot. Yeah, it's you're very a bigot, insane. you're a Nazi.
1: The minute you don't agree yeah. with them, you're the enemy. It's ridiculous.
8: Right, exactly. It's 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 but it's um, you know, they're very effective at it. They're very effective at it, it's very Orwellian. You know, they're really changing the way that we think. They're changing the way that we speak, they're changing the way that um we accept people or ostracize people. And it's been very clever how they've been able to uh to label Christians as the villains of the world. Because at this point, if you don't believe and, uh, you know, if you believe that there are only two genders, for instance, if you believe that even that, that life is sacred and you don't believe in abortion, all of a sudden you're considered a hateful bigot and you're this villain. Uh, and of course, most Christians do believe in those things. So all of a sudden, Christians are the villains of the world. It's Very clever. Mm-hmm. And it's got to stop. We've got to have bold people that are willing to stand up for truth and common sense. Bold people that are willing to stand up for our morals and for the great values that once have made America so great. We don't have enough of those bold fighters, those bold warriors, and we need them because once our country goes down into socialism, we're never going to recover.
1: Right, right, and, and, that, and that is what these politicians are trying to drag us into. It's scary, and you, know, mm-hmm. you, you brought up you're a news anchor. Do you see a lot of fake news where you work? they know they're all
8: on fake a certain news. agenda. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's very obvious to me, uh, you know, what the agenda is, what the narrative is, what the fake news is. But it is scary that so many people can't pinpoint it. You know, I was on the plane the other day and I just see this guy next to me just, you know, watching CNN, the whole six hour plane ride over and over and over again, talking about impeachment, impeaching Trump. And we got the golden ticket. We might be able to impeach it now. And they're just, they're just indoctrinated. That's all. They're, they're addicted to the hate Trump media. It's, it's like porn. You know, it's, it's hate Trump porn. And it's really scary, but it's very effective. So we got to break that that matrix.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the thing I'm so fascinated by is you're running against the whack job, the crazy pill popper drunk Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this woman is as evil as they get. This woman is crazy. She slurs her speech every time I'm looking at her, looking at her on an interview. I mean, this this woman is she's crazy, and uh,
8: you know, yeah, she's she's like speech, she's Satan she in a pantsuit. Go ahead, sorry. She's Satan in a pantsuit. You know, she is the she's the embodiment of, of cultural rot, and. She really is. I mean, that did, she is influential, though. She has so many people that think she's a badass, that think she's awesome. Women, women, women. <laughs> right. Oh, she's so great. She's just an example for women. I'm sorry. If, she, if Nancy Pelosi is a role model for women, it is very scary what our future is going to consist of.
1: Exactly. I mean, come on. I mean, this, women, this, 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 this woman, Nancy Pelosi, she is she runs, her whole family is corrupt. Her, yeah. her uh, father was the corrupt mayor uh, in Baltimore. Her brother was involved with politics. He was very corrupt. Uh, she's been around forever. Uh, her district, please speak on that because I know how bad it looks. I mean, San Francisco uh, is as dirty and filthy as it gets. I mean, there's needles, there's poop, there's tents everywhere. Uh, speak on
8: that i mean that's 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 the district right absolutely and part of my campaign is i'm running on a campaign to make sure that the rest of america does not turn into san francisco because if we leave it into nancy pelosi and the democrats hands that's what they want they want the rest of america to turn into san francisco san francisco is like a case study for that and you know what there's so many so much homeless homelessness has increased by 17 percent just since 2017 alone yet they're apparently pouring all this money into it but it's it's increasing and the problem is getting worse okay there's so many uh so much trash on the streets there's feces on the ground i just did a cleanup last week with a bunch of people going around to some dangerous areas in san francisco and the number one thing we found on the ground was hypodermic needles so people are not even feeling safe walking their dogs or their pets around or having their children play in their own front yard or backyard it's it's really scary you know illegal the thing is that they want to make it a sanctuary city they're all for this sanctuary city uh meanwhile nancy and these elected elites they will still be protected by guns and we citizens are going to have to pay them so that we can be disarmed she and the squad, they want to have our borders open just like they have a sanctuary city. They want lawlessness. They want to have illegal immigrants flooding through, causing our own backyards to be more dangerous than ever, more homeless, more crime than ever before. Yet, they want to push for greater gun control and leave us defenseless and disarmed. And well, what does that say about Nancy's concern for Americans' well-being and her agenda for America? That should tell you everything you need to know. The way that San Francisco is, is it is there? There's some nice parts about it, of course. I mean, it's not it's not yeah. everywhere that is littered with trash and littered with homelessness. But right. I just find it in, I just find it insane that Nancy is off on this witch hunt, spending all her time and energy to try to Doing nothing for her the situation. right, one of the greatest presidents of all time, and spending her time focused on giving health care to illegal immigrants. Talking about which gender pronouns that we should all use instead (laughs) of focusing on fixing the homeless issue, uh, fixing the garbage on the streets, fixing the, the crime, fixing and talking about the real problems that real Americans are dealing with. It's totally tone deaf. It's totally disgusting and outrageous. And that's what just makes me so much more impassioned to run up against her, to call her out on this.
1: Well yeah, no, you're absolutely right and I, you know I love how you bring up the, the homeless epidemic because I, although I live in, I live in Phoenix, Arizona now I have lived here for about seven years, but I'm originally from Seattle, and everybody okay. knows Seattle is a beautiful place. but unfortunately it's in San Francisco's uh, shoes. It's run by liberals, uh, there's tents everywhere, there's needles everywhere, there's poop everywhere all over the ground. Uh, it's turning into a huge crisis. And we, we, you know, all, this has, all this stuff has in common with these cities is they're run by liberals. L.A., San Francisco, Seattle. Uh, now, right. Miami right. Is have, now Miami is having the problem, and their, right. their whole city in Miami is run by liberals. I mean, this is a pattern. And I even talked yeah, about this course. on my show uh, months ago, how, how this was just going to keep becoming a problem because the Democrats want problems. They like having yeah. these problems. They and want to more. More of an agenda. You know what I mean?
8: Right. Well, because if you have, uh, you know, this is this goes back to, you know, sort of back in the days when when America was great and thriving, you had a strong, solid family unit that were typically stayed together, married. So you get your values, you get your education, mostly from your family. You rely on your family yeah. for your basic needs right? So when the family becomes broken, then there becomes, there, you know, more broken people enter into the rest of the country. So they become more of a drain on their communities instead of an asset, instead of productive people in life. And of course, there's all sorts of consequences that happen when someone is a, a child of divorced families, right? So then there's that. Then on top of that, we have the, uh, the indoctrination coming from schools saying that we should hate America and we should be, you know, choose whatever gender we want and we should forego guns. And it just creates all this lawlessness and all this disorder, which then has the government stepping in to fix those problems. It's like big daddy government stepping in to fix these issues when these can easily be solved and prevented if we had law and order, if we had better policies. Um, we didn't always have these issues. And speaking right. of things like that, I mean, I mean, even with, gun- with the guns, I mean, we always have the Second Amendment. We always own guns. But only in the last decade has there been all these mass shootings. It's not a coincidence, right? There's, it's Democrat policies. It's the confusion and indoctrination that's been happening. It's the, it's the depravity that's been being passed down from liberal ideologies, and the broken family unit are creating these kinds of problems. It is really not a mystery, but they just refuse to see it or do anything about right. it. Right.
1: You're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, it's, it's sad what's happening to places like California. All they care and, about and is control. You're, you're
8: absolutely right. It's just so backwards. You know, San Francisco chooses to name the NRA a national terrorist organization. But in the same breath, they claim Antifa is just a peaceful group. And then they completely ignore all the real problems that Americans are dealing with, like the homeless and the needles on the ground. Their priorities are totally backwards. But, again, it is – it is intentional, and it's to create that lawlessness and disorder. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's really sad. I mean, you know, all these places being run by liberals, you know, turning into, into into crap. I mean, California, for the longest time, it was one of the most beautiful places to go on earth. And now when people totally. mention California, they're like, they're, when people mention California nowadays, it's like, eh, California. I mean, it, it's gotten such a bad rap because of all mm-hmm. these damn leaders that are running it into the ground. It's really sad. We need pro-Trump candidates in California running the show. It's, you know, it's, it's a scary time right scary And
8: I don't know if you know this, but this was just in the news this past week too, uh, that city employees, so this was just um, enforced by Mayor London Breed of, of San Francisco and the supervisor Bailey Brown. They announced this measure yeah. last week where city employees in San Francisco are now forbidden to take work trips or do business with companies in the 22 states that have restrictive abortion laws. So this is crazy. This is totally Orwellian. This is totalitarian. And it clearly discriminates against Christians and anyone believing in the sanctity of life. The message from San Francisco and Democratic leadership, it's really loud and clear. You must believe and think exactly how we think or else we're going to force you to. It's scary. It's a slippery slope. And this will sleep over to the rest of the country if we don't step in and stop this madness. You know, as California goes, typically, so does the rest of the country.
1: Yeah, and and I've talked, you know, I've I've talked about this and thought about this. I mean, Trump needs to send the military into places like California and places that are run by liberals because these political leaders are not competent. They are not able to do the job. They They are putting all their citizens in harm's way. And it it's a dangerous, dangerous, slippery slope, and it's only going to get worse if we have these corrupt people in office over there. I mean, it, it, it needs Absolutely. to stop, you know what it I mean? It
8: needs to stop. Yeah, it needs to stop. And it's, it's really sad to see other uh, cities and uh, states around the country that used to be very Red or conservative start turning blue. Right. And, yeah. you know, talking with, with teenagers or children and um, people, yeah. you know, women in other, other cities that were traditionally very conservative, like Nashville um, or Dallas and uh, areas around the country that were traditionally red. And all of a sudden now they're, they're really starting to embrace these radical feminist, radical liberal ideas. It's pretty scary.
1: It is. It is. But, um, no. God, I, I love talking to you. You're, I, I love that you're running. I think you'll do, I think you'll do fantastic. Uh, please tell me, though, what are the uh, biggest three uh, issues facing your district as of now, the three things you would do on day one to, to fix it?
8: Well, the biggest issues definitely in my district are homelessness, crime, and, you know, the lawlessness. Um, the, there's also the high rate, the, the very high pricing of housing going on. So to be honest with you, I'm really still looking into exactly how I would fix it. There's a lot of ideas I'm kind of bouncing around. The homelessness is a very complex issue. There's a lot of different factors that go into homelessness. So I'm not quite ready to say exactly the things I would do because I really need to look into it more and figure out a concrete plan. And the other thing that I'm championing, I don't know if you've looked at my platform at all, but it's com if you want to check out my full platform. That's com. But it's really to make American families great again and try to restore the family unit, strengthen the family unit, and uh, the, strengthening the broken family court system, which is responsible for creating a lot of divorces and creating a lot of fatherless homes. So one thing that I would do uh, in that regard is to revisit the impact of no-fault divorce laws and introduce uh, a, a 50-50 shared custody presumption, so children have a strong relationships with both parents. As far as homelessness goes, you know, one thing I'm really looking at is, is where all the money is going to all the nonprofits that say that they're helping the homeless in San Francisco. Clearly, those funds are being misused. They're not actually helping the homeless. They're enabling the homeless. So that's something I would look into also. You know, do we need facilities? Uh do we need to, you know, end the uh this, this needle exchange program that's happening in San Francisco that again is enabling homeless instead of reducing the homelessness. So there's a lot of things that I'm really looking at right now. And uh, it's gonna take a complex solution because these are complex problems.
1: Wow, very Yeah,
8: actually
1: absolutely <laughs> very very well oh go ahead, sorry.
8: Yeah, you know, I was just going to say that this this old guard is not working anymore. You know, when are they going to get the memo? We need fresh fighters in there who can bring the fire and energy to spar with the squad and put them in place. We got to go out with the old, in with the bold. This do nothing Congress, it's not working. And we really need younger, fresh leadership in office. People who are going to be proudly uh, champions of conservative values, who are going to work and defend president trump and his agenda and make sure that that gets executed you know that over 16 million americans voted for that isn't really fully getting executed right now we just need bold leadership in congress and i'm going to be that bold warrior
1: i love it i love it i love it so Please tell everybody where they can connect. I definitely want to have you back very soon, but tell everybody where they can
8: connect. Definitely. You, I'd love to give you stuff. campaign updates throughout this campaign. Grab your popcorn. It's a crazy campaign. I'll tell you. It's, I'm really fighting against evil here. So it's it's crazy. There's a lot of exciting updates all throughout. Join me on Twitter. I do a lot of posting on there. It's deanna for the number four, Congress on Twitter, deanna for congress and definitely go to my website to check out my full policy and platform and make a donation. Every donation really helps. We've got to raise a lot of money to beat the wicked witch of the West. And my website is DeannaForCongress.com. That's DeannaFOrCongress.com. D E A N N A. And thank you so much for having me on.
1: Absolutely. We need to get her out of there. Nancy Pelosi. Yes. I mean, years years of corruption. I mean, it's, it's so much built up. I mean, she's done so much harm to that district.
8: Yep, yep. She needs to be voted out of office. You know, she has taken advantage of her position to gather wealth and power for her and her family and those that support her. And we absolutely need to take control of it before socialism totally sweeps through that district and the rest of America. we got to fight. It's our fight, and we can win this fight, but we got to be loud, and we got to work together. Well, I'm sure I'm sure
1: glad that uh, you're you're fighting the fight and running because we need people like you that are going to protect America and go to Washington to protect our president.
8: Yeah, let's do it. And absolutely,
1: absolutely. Well, we'll definitely have you back soon. Uh, any big events coming up for your campaign? You got anything going on coming up?
8: Yes, yeah, definitely. I'm actually going to be having a uh, kickoff launch par- event. That's going to be in November on the steps of San Francisco City Hall. It's going to be in November in the next two weeks. Please make sure that you, again, send me an email through my website or follow me on Twitter, Deanna for Congress, when I give out specific date and time details over the next couple days.
1: All righty. Sounds, sounds good. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for coming on.
8: You too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you guys soon. God bless Alrighty, America. Take care.
1: All right, God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you. We'll be right back, everybody. Stay with us. We'll be be right back with Pierre Wilson.
8: Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyraise Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyraiseSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682.
1: Hello everybody, this is Rory Soder from the Rory Sauter Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else, and all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Soder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit the donald J. Trump for all your authentic, customized and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else, and best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30 percent off your first purchase. Again, visit the donaldjtrumpstore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you.
0: Is video a part of your strategy for 2019?
7: I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production.
1: And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. I'm very excited to have him on. I believe he's with us right now. We have former U.S. Congress candidate, director at Blacksmith. Director Blackfoot and activist Pierre Wilson. Pierre, how are you?
4: How you doing? I'm great.
1: Doing very well, man. Great to have you on the show. Uh, first time on the Fantastic show. Fantastic to be on. Uh, please tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself. Give us a bio, all that good stuff.
6: Yeah,
4: well, um, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on. I'm super excited to be on. I appreciate you extending that opportunity. Um, well, thank I, you so, for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Oh, and also Deanna was fantastic. By the way, I was listening to that segment earlier. It was fantastic. She said a lot of great points. Awesome. Awesome. Um, segment with her. She was great. Um,
1: Thank thank you so much. Yeah. I hope she beats Nancy Pelosi. We need Pelosi out
4: of there, man. Absolutely. Uh, She was right. Pelosi is the embodiment of everything that is wrong with Washington. Like we need to get Nancy Pelosi out of there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I am originally from Maryland. I um I grew up in Maryland. I went to um school in Maryland, graduated college in Maryland, so Maryland is my my um stopping grounds as far as like where I you know, I was born and bred. Uh I was a political science major, so politics has always been something that I've been very passionate about. I I was that kid in school that would stay up doing history classes <laughs> and um and, and love to learn about um, any and everything that had to do with, like, just history, politics, all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, so I came to North Carolina back in 2013. Um, I wasn't fully involved in the political scene yet. I was kind of just kind of just filling it out a little bit, um, seeing what was, you know, happening in the area, kind of how the local politics was going. Uh, I started to get more involved, actually, over the last couple of years, uh, which you mentioned earlier. I did a brief run for office uh, for the state House of Representatives, I ended up um, abandoning that campaign at the time only because uh, I had got an opportunity to be able to join a a political board. And I was like really early in my campaign. So I hadn't really like started it the way that um, it sounds like Deanna has started hers. Uh, However, I felt like at this point in time in my life, it was a really good opportunity for me to kind of join this political board, be a part of uh, what they were doing in the community. It was a newer, um, organization, Mecklenburg Black Republican Club. Mecklenburg is a county, uh, Black Republican Club. And it was really a way to kind of engage more um, black conservatives and also bring more black conservatives over from the or bring more black people to the conservative side, I should say. Um, so that's kind of how that went. I'm the public relations chairman for that organization. As far as Blexit goes, um, Blexit is, is I, I call it like it's my baby, man. Like, I, Blexit to me, means, it means so much to me because I remember watching Candace Owens um, in front of the White House on that megaphone, that speech. And I, a lot of people know what I'm talking about, where she just went in and she started listing all the stats of what's going on in the black community, all the ways the Democratic Party has taken advantage of the black community. And um, I remember being so moved by that speech. I mean, I literally wanted to get up and just, like, run 10 miles and just <laughs> just help help everybody just do whatever I could. It was, it was such a passionate speech, and it resonated with me so much. Um, so... Long story short, I got a chance to meet uh, Candace Owens. I had been um, like communicating with her, like here and there, nothing too crazy at first, just like comments. She would respond back sometimes online, but I got a chance to meet her at, in Baltimore at the Blacks of Baltimore event. Um, which, please don't get me started on Baltimore because that—that that was, I mean, rest in peace to Elijah Cummings, but that that district is was a, is a mess, and um, the Democrats should be ashamed of themselves. But anyway, before I get on a tangent on that, um, she—I got a chance to meet her. I uh, learned a little bit more about um what how she started Blexit that kind of thing, and then it kind of led to me starting Blexit North Carolina, which is the first I'm proud to say it's the first state ground operation of Blexit. Right now, Blexit is a national movement. Right, this nice. is the first ground team. Yeah, so this is the first ground team, um, and I have a team of great people uh, that are that I'm working with. We have people in multiple different uh, areas already. Um, and I'll get into that more into the show, but yeah, the, here I am. I'm, I'm state director for Brexit and public relations for Mecklenburg Black Public Club. So,
1: <laughs> dude, I love it, man, and I love it. And you know, we've really uh, seen a huge movement with Blacks for Trump, with
6: Brexit.
4: Yep. Uh,
1: yep. I mean, it's it's really uh, this this great uh, thing, and, and it it, it, it keeps uh, you know really evolving. I mean, we keep seeing yep. all these people walking away from the Democratic Party, finally opening mm-hmm. their eyes, thanks to people like President Trump and Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk yep. and Brandon Tatum and the yep. leader of Blackford Trump, Mike. I'm sure you know Michael, leader of Blackford Trump. I mean, all mm-hmm. these people are helping. All these people are helping. You're helping. All these people are making a difference. And mo- people are are seeing the light. They're waking up. They're knowing that mm-hmm. for so many years… The Democratic Party has used black people only for their vote. They were their political Mm -hmm. pawn to the Democrats. The Democrats don't care about minorities. They use them, and then they say, see ya in four years. And it's it's so disgusting how the Democrats uh, just have taken advantage of this situation, and they really have no uh, moral compass. There's no proper ethics with these Democrats. And I, I... you know, I, I really wish um, you know the media wasn't so much on their side. Uh, otherwise,
4: mm-hmm. they would have nothing. Yep, that's exactly what I mean. That last point about the media being on their side—that's really the biggest issue to me in the black community—is that the media is feeding the black community uh, news that is false. I mean, the fake news media. I went to I went to the yeah. Black Leadership Summit um, hosted by Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, and so on, in the Turning Point USA. Right organization it was a fantastic fantastic summit um by the way so thank you to, to charlie kirk and everyone we got to go to the white house thank you president trump for inviting us to the white house that was awesome um that's but amazing I literally, wow. that's unbelievable yeah. dude i'm so jealous yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic it was my second time i went to a uh, trump rally um here in north carolina an awesome experience the energy in there was just amazing um and then also being in the white house with him um seeing how he had a huge smile on his face you could tell he loved it um you could tell yeah. he was just i mean he was soaking it in it was it was a fantastic um moment one that i will remember forever definitely um but what what really really bothered me and i shared this um, on one of my episodes, I have a podcast. I share this. I was in the room. I was in the room, and, and, the, and it had barely started. I mean, I literally were probably two minutes into um, the start of his speech. CNN posted an article already summarizing everything. They, they had posted an article summarizing the, enti- the, the entire White House event. They had, they had posted an article saying that the interview was low and all this other stuff. And I was in disbelief. I mean, I know that – it's one thing to know that the news does it, but it's another thing to be in the middle of. When they do it, it was like a whole different experience. I'm like, I can't believe that I'm literally reading an article about an event that I'm at right now and that just started, and they've already told the public what it's like. Like, they've already told how, the public how it went. And I'm like, people are reading this. People are sharing this. And this is not at all what happened. They were like the energy was low in the room. If you watch the full speech, the moment President Trump started speaking, the first thing he talked about was how crazy the energy was in the room. He was like, this is one of the loudest I've ever heard this room. And for them to, to say that, you know, so it's it, to me – I feel like in our, in our community, that's why we're working so hard on the ground team with Blacks in North Carolina. We're trying to speak to people. We're knocking door to door. We're trying to bring these conversations to our community because we cannot rely on the media to be fair. We cannot allow we – can't, we can't rely on them to deliver all the things that President Trump has done for the black community. He has done more for the black community than I've seen any president do in I don't know how long. He has been amazing for the black community. And a lot of people have no idea the things that he's done because they don't report on it. They don't talk about it. They want to talk about impeachment or he's racist or he's this or he's that. If Trump is racist, I'm, I'm going to quote um, King faces, another black conservative um, activist out there. If Trump well, is yeah, racist, yeah. then I need more of that racism. I need more of that <laughs> because he is, because yeah. the, he is doing a horrible job at being a racist. If he's a, you know, so, I mean, the Democrats are always spilling false narratives and we're going we're going to fight back. We're going to fight back.
1: Dude, you're, up, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, look at what he's done for the minority community. Lowest black unemployment, lowest Asian, lowest Hispanic unemployment. If a Democrat did that, it would be headline news everywhere. But since exactly. President Trump did it, they try to spin it as much as possible to not make Trump look good. It's disgusting yep. how the media operates, and the Democrats want to downplay it. They always do. I mean yep. – they never give him a victory where it's earned. I mean, there's no fair playing field anymore, and it, it's it's really sad. It, it really is because you finally have a guy in there that is giving back to we the people. Because for so long mm-hmm. we had had all these jerk off leaders who were out for their own mm-hmm. self interest and didn't put our country first. And that you know mm-hmm. the only reason they're trying to impeach him is because they're threatened by him working for us. For the first time, mm-hmm. you know, all these yep. leaders in the past have worked for their own special interests, and it, it's amazing. It really is amazing, isn't
4: it? Yep, yeah. I had I, – I, I posted something on my Twitter the other day where I talked about – or it may have been earlier today or yesterday, but I, I spoke – I talked about how the Trump Justice Department arrested 330 people and rescued 23 children. It was one of the largest porn takedowns ever. You heard, No one really yeah. heard about that. There were people who were writing me back like, oh, wow, I didn't even know this happened. I didn't even notice took place. And I'm like, that's because they're spending time twenty four seven talking about impeaching him. They're not telling you all the victories, all the things that he is doing. He like you just said, he is one of the first presidents that is working for us, that is putting us yes. first. It doesn't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, it doesn't matter who you are, he is putting America first. And they are not reporting on that because it's killing them. All the shady things that goes on behind mm-hmm. politics. Trump is not the president for that. And they hate that. They need they need the continuation of the status quo. They need the establishment in there so they can continue to deal, do their shading dealings and everything else they have going on. Trump is so against that. He such he's an outsider that they hate that. Yeah. They hate that. And then I hate when people say, oh, he's not an outsider. He's a billionaire. Having money and being a political person is two completely different things. Trump is not a politician. Right. He is in there right. for the people. He is in there for us. He earned, I mean his, his money is his money. That does not make him a politician. And I love that about him. I love it. And it's the reason That's- why he's going to win in 2020. So. And the first,
1: the, I mean, the first president ever to not take a salary, to donate a salary, self fund yep. his entire campaign. He can't be controlled. He makes all his own decisions. And that drives them yep. nuts because they're so used to having leaders that they can throw money at that they can control. Not like, It's Absolutely. not like that anymore. It's not how we're playing these days. And that drives yep. them crazy. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful to have a guy that doesn't owe shit. To anybody. Yep. Use my French but yep.
4: You know what I mean. Yep. No, I, I definitely get it. And I wanted to point out something that we, we were talking about earlier. Just for the listeners, cause I know there's a lot of people back in North Carolina is listening, people across the country and other countries as well. Um, Trump, for yeah. the minority community, he's done criminal justice reform. He's given the most money to HBCUs, yes. the urban revitalization yeah. app, the closest gap between black and white employment ever, uh, opportunity zones. I mean, these are so many things that have uh, directly affected the minority community in a positive way. And no one knows about these things. So I just wanted to throw those out there while I'm on your platform because that is something that a lot of people have no idea um, that he's done those things. So when people ask why right, I support President up. Trump, why? That's why.
1: Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Out. Sorry.
4: No, I was going to say when people ask me why I support President Trump, that is why I have reasons why I, I love my president. I stand up for my president. I am not. Um, I get called all kinds of names: coon, Uncle Tom, bootlicker. I don't all these names that they want to call me. That's fine because at the end of the day, I said this. On, I said this the other day too. I said the one thing you will never be able to call me though is insane. You know why? Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Like voting Democrat. Like voting Democrat in the black community. That is insane. Because they have proven to give give us the same results every single time. So
1: (laughs) exactly, you know, and I love I love everything you're bringing up, and you're right on point. And you know, Obama, you know, was supposed to be a champion for the black community. Uh, He was supposed to do all (laughs) these great things, but all he did was make all their situations worse. Uh, Exactly. He's just like people. He's just like Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson. He steals from the black community. He takes advantage of them, only uses them for their vote. He didn't do anything with prison reform. He had the chance to, but he didn't. Uh, Very lazy. Uh, And let's look at all these groups that he supported that are hateful and they're one dimensional. Mm -hmm. And the only reason he supported them because it kept the division going with this hateful left agenda. But groups like Black Lives Matter, uh, people Mm -hmm. like Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, all these coalitions, uh, the NWACP, all these people that are spreading hate. They're trying to call Trump yep. racist. They're trying to play victim stance. They're trying to claim that they're oppressed. They want to twist the narrative and blame everybody else and not take any accountability. And they don't want to, they don't want to accept the fact that they're getting exposed finally. And people need to understand that these people have been stealing from us yep. for, and black community for so many years and taking
4: advantage yep and let me let me let me let me actually touch on something with black lives matter and this is going to upset some people that's okay because i'm i'm the one that i i love to give tough love when it comes to the black community especially in helping helping them be free from the democratic party black lives matter is is ridiculous it is ridiculous because if black lives matter we wouldn't we wouldn't be aborting so many so many of these black babies OK, if Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter yeah. group would be standing outside of abortion clinics trying to stop people from aborting their babies. So that, to me, is the biggest that's the biggest scam. And uh, for President Obama, here's my thing. We have to learn that we can't just go vote for somebody because they look like us. We need to vote for somebody who's actually going to be for us. Because Identity that politics
1: I is such a disease, man. It's one of the worst exactly. epidemics in our country. People will vote somebody for somebody based off their skin color. It's disgusting. It's crazy.
4: Yep. Malcolm X had a fantastic speech on that. I actually would encourage a lot of people to go listen to that um, speech regarding what he said about the Democratic Party and the way that they are, the way that their leaders are, and how they take advantage of that. They said – he. this is not a direct quote, but I'm going to paraphrase okay. it a little bit. He said – um, black people put them first, but the Democratic Party puts them last, and that is literally what happens every single time and They come around every four years, like Hillary Clinton, who said what she said she had her hot sauce in her bag or whatever she had going on and um and they come around every four years and they try to pander to us and they tell us they care about right. us and all these things and right. and then people go out and they vote for them and that 's something right. that I think is, is, is ridiculous
7: and if black
1: you know if black lives really mattered, like you said. They would be out protesting in front of Planned Parenthood because Planned yep. Parenthood, they get all their business, most of their business, not all of it, but most from yep. killing black babies every year. And yep. this is like a huge, this is a huge thing to them. And think about all the black on black crime that the media stays yes. silent about. They don't talk about yes. it. They only want to talk about, I'm not denying that bad cops exist, but it's not nearly yep. to the extent that the media reports it. And here's the problem. Exactly. Is that... It's usually a less than 1% chance that a bad cop will go after an unarmed black man. Usually these shootings with, like, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, they're justified because these people attack first. And the media wants to spin it like these people are victims, and that's not the case. We know when a situation is wrong, but, I mean, I'm tired of the war on police. I'm sick of the – people want to do the race car, too, because they want to divide us. I mean, it's so wrong.
4: It's – think about – I mean, what I'm going to bring up what um, you and Deanna were talking about on the previous segment because I think you guys touched on a really, really good um, good part there. It's, it's to me, the left's point – every, everything they're trying to do to me is to create a division um, in the country, and I think that everything they do is, is about division. Because think about it. You mentioned black-on-black crime. This is something I talk about a lot as I travel around. Not like 90% of black crime is by another black person. So you think about that, and you think about how many of those cases you see that get um, full coverage on CNN or full coverage on MSNBC and all these places. You don't see it, right? You don't see that. But let a cop, let a cop happen to, it doesn't matter if the cop was justified or not. If it happens and it's a black person, you're going to see breaking news and all that, and they're going to run that story into into the ground. And I'm like, what makes that, person's death any better than a person another person who was killed by another black person you want to know the difference to the news people it's that they want to they want to sell you what they feel like is going to be a narrative to help them and their left-wing friends because if they really cared about these sad moms and everybody who's on tv and i'm not disrespecting the victims at all i pray for all anyone who's lost a kid or lost anyone my prayers are with you that's hard that is very very hard so i don't want to downplay that however what i'm saying is think about the news What makes that mom who lost her son by another black person less important than the mom who lost her son by a cop? At the end of the day, they both lost their son. They both lost someone. But why is the news only catering or only talking about one? Because it's all about narratives. And that's what people have to think about. It's all about narratives. So they can push that the the cops are bad and all this, and and then they, they, they line the cops up with the Republican side. Who does that help? The Democrats. So I try to explain that to people all the time. Because I know for a fact, I have talked to moms, I have talked to people out here who have lost their kids from another black person, and they have not gotten nearly the support. Al Sharpton didn't come up and do a rally. You know, he didn't come up and and dance his way up into the front of the line and do a rally. He didn't do that for them. You know, so, I mean, you got to think about what the narrative here is. We have to think further and deeper into this. It's right in front of us. It's right in front of us what they're trying to do.
1: (laughs) And here, here's the problem, and I've always talked about this on my show, and it bothers me. The Democrats can't treat black people and minorities like human beings. They always have to put Oops. them in boxes. They always have to think they can speak for everybody of a race. <laughs> they, they like to generalize. They like to do all these stereotypes. It's pretty damn racist, if you ask me. I mean, these people yeah. want to you know, claim all these people are oppressed based off their skin color Based off their sexual orientation, it's it's really sad how they have to go to that level of absurdity to
4: get voters. Yep, because my I, mean, I tell people like I didn't I wasn't born with a uh, like a silver spoon in my mouth. I mean everything that I have, everything that I'm building, I worked for, and I got dealt the same cards that people who are out here complaining that they're oppressed got dealt. You know the only difference is is that I chose to look at this as the greatest country on the face of the earth, which it is the land of opportunity, the land where you can do anything. I'm sitting here talking to you on this show right now because I live in America. You know what I'm saying? So to me, people, people don't, people choose to see the negative. They choose to fall into that whole democratic mindset. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I I was in it at one point. I was in it at one point. I had to Blexit. That's why I'm so passionate about Blexiting and helping people, other people escape the democratic party because that it was a point where I was kind of caught up in that. And, um, for me, I'm like – you mentioned the point about how they treat uh, black people as less than all that. I want to point out one very important thing that proves to me that the Democratic Party is very racist, and it's IDs. The fact that – I mean, they are – after all, they are, like all,
1: they are the party. After all, they are the party okay. of originating plantations and originating slavery
4: yep. and starting the this whole slavery. group. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't even know that. Yep, They don't even know the Democratic Party. Are the party of, They're the party of slavery. But Jim with voting IDs, they think
1: – all the Democrats.
4: Yep. They they did all that. The, the Republican Party actually pretty much a big part of why they started was to be anti-slavery. So that's something I try to educate people on. But with voter IDs, I mean, you think about it. You need an ID to buy alcohol, cigarettes, open a bank account, get get welfare, get Medicaid, get a job. I mean, get a house. All these different things you need to, to get on the airplane. You need an ID for all these things. But they think that if you get to require someone to get an ID to vote is racist. Give me a break. You think that black people are so dumb that we're so stupid that we can't get an I.D. Like I it drives me insane. And then, in, in, and instead of people seeing it for what it is, they're like, oh, they're just trying to help us. They're just trying to help. us. No, they're not. They're trying to belittle you. They're trying to say that you can't even get an I.D. Like how 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 clear can it be? You know, we don't even teach our kids these values. Who raises their kids and like, oh, well, you can just, you know, kind of make it by, I know you probably can't do too much, just try to do what you can't. No, that's how a Democrat Party treats us, as if we are just, we can't, there's no way we can be normal citizens of society. We can only do the bare minimum. We are always victims. And that is insane because we don't even treat our own children. We don't raise our kids like that. So why would we let anyone, a party, treat us like that? So I tell people, I'm like, the Republican Party, every party, everybody has flaws. The Republican Party isn't 100% perfect. However, they are the party that wants to push the opportunity. They want us to see the American dream that they see. They want us to chase the American dream that they chase and not look at ourselves as victims all the time. And that's that's a big reason why I'm a conservative. I can name 10,000 reasons, but that's a big reason why. So, get,
1: yeah, very, very well said. And, and how do you, how do you view the whole slavery reparations? It's probably one of the silliest things I've ever heard. I mean, my You know, my, my ancestors weren't slave owners. Many, many people never owned slaves, never had family members who owned slaves. I mean, they want to generalize and speak for stuff that happened years ago. And many of these people have never had any affiliation with slavery. Yep. And it's, it's absurd. Yep.
4: The the fact that Democrats, let's just be honest, the fact Democrats are saying a lot of crazy stuff right now to try to win this election, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I've been telling people that it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. They are to figure out all to get. They, first of all, think about this. Candace Owens said this. They don't even believe that black people can get an ID, but they think that black people are going to figure out who their ancestors are and if they are owed money. They think like think about that. They think they were too dumb to get an ID but we're smart enough to be able to go back and figure out our whole family line and figure out if we are due um, reparations and come on, like it's just ridiculous. But anyway, I am not for reparations. I have not been oppressed. I have not been, (laughs) I was not a slave. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need reparations. I need exactly what America has already given me, which is an opportunity to be whatever I want to be. And that's exactly what I've been doing. I've been taking advantage of the opportunity, even with blacks in North Carolina, and what we started here, and I have an incredible team. I would be nothing without my team. A lot of them are listening right now. Thank you guys for being there for me and, and being there for the people because we are so passionate about helping people. We all share the same goal. However, um, starting Black's North Carolina, it wasn't because someone gave me an opportunity in my lap. Yes, I talked to Candace. However, it wasn't because she told me to do it and gave me unlimited resources. No, this was because I lived in America, and I was able to, to, to chase whatever dream I felt. I wanted to chase. And now we have a, um, a ground team. We're building a platform. Um, we're, we're taking a trip to Blegs, Atlanta. For anybody who's listening, if you want to join us, we're going to Blegs, Atlanta, November 9th through 10th. We will pay for your hotel and travel. If you travel from North Carolina, um, I'll give you my Facebook and all that at the end of the show. But anyway, I'm able to do so many things because I live in this country. Okay, So I, I, I think that's so important for people to know. We have, we ha- it's all about how you look at, the, at what's in front of you. It is all about that. Stop looking at it as a victim and start looking at it as a victor, and you'll see how things change for you. Because this is the greatest country in face of the earth. Period. Period.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, man. Very, very well said. Right on point. And you know, I could I could talk to you all day, but I do got I do got to let you go. But I do want to have you back very, very, yes. very soon. A lot more I want to talk to you about. The, sh- the show is just almost over, and I do got to close out and stuff. But uh, please tell everybody where they can connect with you. All that good stuff. Any events you have coming up? Uh, any any plugs you want to do?
4: Okay. So um, follow me, everyone. Follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Wilson, the Pierre Wilson T H E, and then Pierre P I E R R E Wilson W I L S O N. Um, that's where you can catch me at the most. On Instagram, it's just Pierre N. Wilson. So same thing, but just put an and in between Pierre and Wilson. Um, also, Blexit, North Carolina. You don't have to live in North Carolina to join this because I have some exciting news about what, we'll be, what we will be doing around the country soon. So um, if you live in another state and you're like, oh, I don't live in North Carolina, I shouldn't like that. No, you want to like it because we may be coming to a state near you. So on Facebook, Blexit, North Carolina. Um, go like that page, stay up to date. Um, If you want to come to uh, Blexit Atlanta, uh, tickets are only $10, okay? Uh, If you have a way to get there, uh, we will cover your hotel stay, okay? So you can come down on the 9th, and uh, we will cover your hotel stay up to the 10th, and you will also get into the event of course. That $10 covers all that. If you live somewhere around the North Carolina area, if you can get here by 10 a.m. on the 9th, we will cover your travel as well um, to Atlanta, so... Reach out to us.
1: Perfect, perfect. And where can people connect with you on social media? All that good stuff.
4: Yeah. So ZPierreWilson Wilson for Twitter, um, and then on Instagram, Pierre N Wilson, um, and then also on Facebook, uh, go like the Blexit North Carolina page, and then uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram, it's Blexit NC. Uh, so go like all those pages stay up to date with us we have some cool things coming again if you're in another state state still like it because we have a lot of things that may be coming your way soon you might want to hear about sounds good pierre well, I, wa- I really appreciate I-, you. I want to give i
0: really appreciate you. I'll go
4: oh, go ahead. i'm so sorry so i want to give one shout out really quickly um to my girlfriend sharice lane who is listening um shout out to her she's fantastic another Fighter for the Trump administration and for the Black Lives movement, but that's it.
1: <laughs> well, absolutely, yeah, and I'd love to get I'd love to get her on too sometime, or or both of you. That'd be great. Uh, definitely something yeah. I, I would love to to have in the future.
4: Absolutely, she would she would definitely enjoy that.
1: <laughs> okay, absolutely, my friend. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely get you back soon. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I love everything you're thank doing, you. uh, and. Uh, well, yeah, I'll definitely talk to you soon. Take care, my friend. Thank you. All righty, everybody. Um, I, do, I do want to go to uh, Dr. Hennen. I'll go to you. Um, any thoughts? Anything uh, stick out? Anything you want to talk about uh, with uh, some of the topics that came up?
2: Well, i tell you what. Um, I, I like what Deanna was saying, and I also like what Pierre was saying. Um, I, I think with Deanna... I tell you what, I've been working on this, trying to get more and more um, Republicans that are conservative, um, you know, more morality pushing Republicans that are willing to stand together and fight with one loud voice, shout across this nation so everyone can hear a shout at once, and let's get this nation turned around. So I'm going to be contacting Deanna because, uh, you know, I think she's another one that could be great within our movement to try to get some. Number one, some national publicity from the media, the media that all, often shuts us Republicans out. Because, you know, she's fighting Nancy Pelosi while I'm fighting little Nancy Tim Ryan. You know, he's voted with, with Nancy Pelosi for 95% of his time in there. So I always call him little Nancy. Um, you know, so we're kind of fighting the same enemy. And we need to stand together and do that fight. And, and, and Pierre, I, I tell you what, that's that powerful because in my district, um, you know, we're, we're, there's not like it's kind of a mixed area. Um, but I tell you what, the black people here vote Democrat most of the time, but they're starting to wake up slowly. You know, I'm actually working with a uh, lady up uh, in, in, towards the Cleveland Akron area that running in a District 11, uh, a black conservative woman um, that we're kind of working together as well. And it, it's, you know, it's starting to wake up. And I tell you what, that's a giant that's going to wake up across this country. And that's going to turn this country around when they wake up and they start speaking out like is doing.
0: Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, any any other thoughts?
2: Um, you know, just uh, I tell you what, this has been been one great night. I mean, there's been so many things. You know, I kind of skipped over the parking shooter before, so I'll hit that. You know what? Um, Israel, I tell you what, that that guy is just to me is just a dirtbag from day one. Uh, you tell your officers to stand down, and you let get young kids get killed in the process of that. There's so many lives that could have been saved there. And I hope some of the citizens, some of the family members of these ones that lost their lives will stand up and press charges against him, whether it's civil court or whatever, make him pay, you know, make him pay for what he's done. Uh, You know, too bad the Democrats uh, want to stand up for him because there's a guy that um, he doesn't deserve to be stood up for. There's a lot more people out there that deserve to be stood up for, and uh, he's not one of them. I agree. I agree with you
1: 100%. No, absolutely uh dr hennon uh tell everybody where they can connect with you
2: yep yeah, it's um uh, on twitter it's at drd hennen, h-e-n-n-e-n um and uh you can go to my website It's uh, hennon number four ohio 2020.com um you can also reach me at that email it's at hennon4ohio2020 at gmail.com you can send me an email there. Um, Facebook look me up on Facebook, Dwayne Hennan, D U A N E H E N N E N. And you can follow me on Facebook as well.
1: Sounds good, my friend. Sounds good. Um let's go to uh, Michael Valsey. Any any thoughts? Any thoughts on anything throughout the show? What do you what do you what do you uh, what's on your mind?
3: A couple of specific thoughts. Uh Pierre mentioned about Malcolm X, you know. Watching, I read some stuff on Malcolm X. He tried warning the black community many, many years ago, and the Democrats did all they could do until they silenced him. Uh, But what Pierre said was absolutely right. Uh, Deanna, you know, she touched on a point about the uh, destruction of our society and the destruction of the fabric of our society. When you look at collectively all the things that they've done, beginning with the normalizing all the heavy taxation. You know, when they talk about all this money that they've given all these places and all this kickback money and everything, you are talking about billions of dollars. That's all our tax dollars. You know, we've been overtaxed for years, and, and the president's mentioned that. But when you look at the opioid crisis, they've done nothing about that. The war on cops, the war on the military, uh, the war on religion, and the promotion of Islam. With the... Uh, with the multiple genders and the whole LBGTQ movement, uh, everything to destroy the, uh, the, the fabric of our, our society, the immigration thing, the homeless crisis, everything to normalize this destruction of what we once knew as a great nation. And I think it's imperative that we get back on track, and I think the president is doing a remarkable job bringing us there, and, uh, and I think he's going to be successful. The thing is, it's an uphill battle, and he needs all of our help, and um, I just think it's a shame that uh, they've been allowed to uh, manifest themselves the way they have uh, and achieve this end, because things are things are really becoming worse in a lot of areas, especially, you know, you're talking about San Francisco. I mean, there's places like that around the country. I mean, it's just unheard of. You know, fortunately where I live, it's not quite that bad yet, but... You know, people are still mostly Democrat. They're still not in tune because they tune into the nightly news. They don't understand that the news they're hearing is just—it's just born of the, the mainstream media. You know, it's the it's same thing you'd see on ABC, NBC, or whatever. So, I think we're making some headway, and uh, God bless our president.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, my friend, uh, 100%, always spot on. Uh, please tell everybody where they can connect with you.
3: You can reach me at Michael Volsey on Twitter, the easiest way. You can DM me. Uh, that's the easiest way. It's uh, Michael Volsi, Valsi, V-A-L-S-I, at, um, at Twitter.
7: Sounds good,
1: my friend. Always a pleasure. Um, let's, go to, let's go to Mike Peters in New York. Mike Peters, I haven't heard from you tonight. How are you? What are your thoughts on everything? Yeah, hey, I'm
9: doing doing fine. Great show again. Um, one thing that I really enjoyed hearing, among everything that I heard tonight, including Pierre, fantastic uh, job they're doing, was but um, I'm glad to hear that uh, Dr. Hanna was, was talking about reaching out to California. And the more of our side, the more politicians that work together and compare notes. And I think this is really what's needed, because I, I truly believe that the Democrats have a clearinghouse where there are things that are coordinated, whether it's tactics or anything else, and money that's passed out to these different districts, interstate, and that it's important to track them and know what they're up against. And I think he's absolutely right. And I'd like to see more of our politicians, instead of battling their, their opponents in the blind, dealing with it. That would be a good move.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you 100%. You're spot on. And, you know, uh, it's it's true. It's absolutely true. Um, let's go to any other thoughts, though. Anything else?
9: Uh, no, maybe the next show, there are some things we should cover. I saw an article about now how Google and Facebook are tracking serial numbers of firearms that you post up there, even just discussing them on a gun forum now. They're compiling a database of all the serial numbers. Uh, that's of concern. That might be for something for a future show that I think we should all be aware of.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. I do want to welcome on the line. I do. I do believe he's with us. We got um, San Diego Mayor candidate Richard Hanson. Richard, I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts. Go ahead, my friend.
6: Oh yes, I sure do. What a fantastic show you've got uh, going tonight. And I'll tell you, uh, Deanna really hit a lot of the issues. Uh, the main reason I got into this race is over family court, uh, because of all the issues that go on and my struggle here in San Diego County and just dealing, uh, with the issues, you know, of the court system and having to go through all that, uh, and then really ending up in a situation where, uh, uh, the mom took off with my daughter to Colorado, to Arizona, And she was finally arrested in Arizona when she was caught uh, smoking meth in a motel room with my daughter uh, a couple of months ago. So now I have 100% custody. So it was was a year and a half ordeal, uh, just trying to go uh, to the courts, to the police, to everybody. And I got some help. I don't want to say that I didn't get any help. But it's not like uh, it's an agenda, you know, the top of their agenda. And then you wonder, you know, what's going on with all these missing kids? Well, you know, it's parental kidnapping uh, that's been going on. As a matter of fact, uh, Fox just had a story about uh, uh, a woman that had kidnapped her three daughters. And uh, she was arrested by the U.S. Marshal uh, in Texas. And I was trying to get the U.S. Marshal to help me, uh, you know, in federal court. And it was just an ordeal, uh, you know, that I went through. So that's – I really hand it to Deanna uh, for – hitting on the issues because this is part of the breakdown of the family. The presumption should be that any type of separation, both the father and the mother should get 50 50. And what, you know, as far as custody goes now I have a hundred percent because of the situation that happened, unfortunately uh, for the mom, it's not something that I wished upon her uh, but it's something that I had to deal with. And just going back to telling the courts over and over, you know, mom's got a terrible drug problem. You know, all this is going on, but the presumption is always generally uh, with the mom. And I tell people it's not an issue between uh, mothers versus fathers or vice versa, but it's bad parents versus good parents and good parents versus bad parents. And unless somebody intervenes, you know, the parent, and a lot of times this happens to moms too, where there's a dad uh, that, you know, is a drug addict or, you know, scones with the child and the mom has to go through it. So it's not just an issue that fathers have to deal with, but it is a major issue for fathers. And fathers are just treated so badly in this society. I mean, uh, Michelle Obama made a joke about, uh, you know, the divorced dad Christmas a few months ago. And I just thought it was appalling that she would make a She's joke so like gross. that, you know. It, it's just I, I it's disgusting what she that, said. Man. I mean... I just can't stand her. You know, when she made that joke, I'm like, these people are are just so arrogant and condescending and they don't care. And Deanna hit it. And it's so refreshing to to hear a woman, uh, such as Deanna, you know, running for office, standing up for family, uh, standing up for fatherhood, you know, and that's why I'm running for mayor of San Diego. One of the reasons why I'm uh, running is to help end the corruption and to secure the future for my daughter. Now, I like really what uh, Deanna was saying, and, you know, I concur with her. You know, God said from the beginning he created them male and female. Now, those are the red letters of Jesus. You know, Mayor Pete, Father Pete, you know, uh, you know comes up with all his crazy Christianity that he's got going, uh, and then how Jesus went approve of Trump. Well, you know what? Jesus approves of Trump. The reason why Trump is president, you look at what he's doing, trying to bring the families back together, trying to help the black community, which it's so great to hear now, uh, you know, uh, black men standing up uh, for Trump. And, you know, uh, you know, Kanye West said it when he said, I love this guy. You know, he said it, and he got uh, just eviscerated uh, from the Hollywood community for, for saying that. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, really nice to hear what Deanna is doing and that's what i'm fighting for fighting for family values fighting for the homeowners fighting for the taxpayers fighting for the hard working men and women and fighting for the american citizens all of a sudden we're putting uh other people the rest of the world before you know ahead of us and you can see that with joe biden and his kid in china you can see that with lebron you know they're all bowing down to china you know, we're taking orders from Beijing now. I mean, it's the most insane thing. And the policies that are happening in California are just, uh, rent- uh, you know, just, just unbelievable, you know, what's going on in California with their policies against the family. And they want the destruction. They want the chaos because they want an administrative state. That's what they're looking for is an administrative state, people depending on the state for handouts, which is part of Marxism. I mean, you know, she's hit it in socialism, and that's what Bernie wants. You know, that's what Elizabeth Warren wants. That's what AOC wants. Take all our money and have everybody line up. And then you look at what Shifty Shift is doing when you have absolutely no due process for the President of the United States. Now, I heard somebody uh, say it. I forgot which commentator said it on Fox, but he was talking about it. Okay, I'll just make this quick. It's not Pelosi That starts the inquiry, the impeachment inquiry. It's the House of Representatives. That's what it says in the Constitution. It doesn't say the Speaker of the House. There is no impeachment inquiry right now. This is just, uh, you know, uh, secret uh, Star Chamber hearings where nobody knows anything. There's no transcripts. Nobody can uh, read anything, and they're all screaming and yelling about, you know, a couple of lines that were blacked out in the Mueller report, and now this whole thing is in secret. But it's going to backfire on them. There's, there's no doubt about it, and I, I just predict that uh, President Trump is going to win in a landslide, and I appreciate being on your show, and you can look for me at Richard M. Hansen dot com. I'm running for mayor here in San Diego and hopefully with what they're doing in San Francisco with Deanna and the other guest she had on the other night, I think she was running for mayor in San Francisco. You know, maybe we can yeah. start turning this thing around in California. So God bless you, uh, Rory. I always appreciate being on your show and you're really doing a great service to this country and God bless America.
1: Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure, Richard.
6: Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it again.
1: Absolutely. Everybody, we have about about 40 seconds. I'm just going to close out the show. Uh, this week I will not be doing a show on Thursday, so uh, put that in your schedule. I will be back on air Saturday on my AM radio show. Uh, you can hear me in the car, KFNX 1100. And then I will be back on the radio, normal schedule, uh, Monday, Tuesday, uh, and Thursday next week. Actually, no, for the rest of the month of October, I will not be doing Thursday shows. The thir- the, we will just be doing for the rest of October, Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday, and then once November hits, uh, we will be back to Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So uh, please uh, take notes on that. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. You are all amazing. Uh, we will see you all on Saturday. Uh, Have a great rest of your night. Have a great week. Uh, I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. Much love, everybody.
5: Cheers.